Welcome to Folk and Beyond with Air Stephen for a journey into contemporary folk music from all over the planet. All right, they're still warming up just a little bit to get all the things in line for you to hear. They covered on this same L.A. project one of my favorite tunes I love to play, and it's one written by Sonny Landreth. Here is their version, Congo Square, from the Art Wheeler Project.
a Sonny Landreth tune from the L.A. Project, Congo Square, one of the most covered tunes from New Orleans, the New Orleans Anthem. A lot of people attribute that to the Neville Brothers, but that's just one that they covered. All right, in the live studio we have Steve Kessler, John Durth, Pete Sparr, Susie Fisher to play some sax, alto sax. I'm going to let Art introduce the song because, you know, this is supposed to be a world-class harmonica solo. And, you know, we advertised it that way and that that you're going to be hearing something on a harmonica you've never heard before that will approach all boundaries of musicality, that will push the limits, the envelopes into outer... Well, you tell them, Art. Are you introducing Tony Danza? What's happening here? (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to play the little harp that you normally associate with, let's say, like a Beatle tune or... You hear that with Beatle songs and uh, also uh, the great blues players, little Walter and so forth. They played the small little harmonica. And it wasn't invented to play melodies like... It was invented largely to play chords. And when you hear the earliest harmonica players on record, they're usually like imitating trains. That kind of thing. And then uh, the genius, uh, especially of uh, African-American players, uh, taught us how to play. You can't play that thing. That kind of thing. And so uh, what I tried to do is to see if I can play notes other than your standard blues notes, to see if I could play jazz notes. In other words, I'll bend it instead of playing. I'll go. So I'm going to try to play like they're playing on the alto or John is playing or Steve is playing on the piano or et cetera, playing chromatically. And this is going to be like a 20-minute jam? I don't think it'll go that long. Uh My clothes will go out of style, but... um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna let we're just gonna improvise and see what happens. All right, here and, you have it. And I'll try to invoke a little bit of everybody, including Butterfield. Okay. And we'll do it in a nice slow tempo, lady and gentlemen. Two, three, four. <laughs> Thank you. 
Bravo, Jackson. Yeah. yeah right. Yo, y'all. A John. poor workman blames his tools, but I got a little spittle call up here in the high notes, but all is well that ends well. <laughs> That's what improvisation is. And you know, I love the etymology of improvise. Are you ready for this one? The vise means to see. The im means not. The pro means forward. Not forward seen. And the metaphor is you're prepared for the unforeseen. I love that etymology. Oh, try to cheer down, will you? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Art. We are. Thank you. Now that we have all these great musicians in the studio, I was curious as to how John DeEarth ran into Art Wheeler oh. and uh, where that relationship started. And if you can tell us. Was it Tracks? No, you were playing out at, was it Castle Hill? No, but the first time we talked. Oh, uh, yes, it was at Tracks. It was at Tracks. I stumbled into Tracks and I just heard this outrageous transcendental music and I looked up and not only were they playing transcendentally, they looked happy. <laughs> yeah, there was a reason for that. And that well, just, uh, come on, you're smoking salmon. I understand that. In any case, a little ginger beer. Uh, in any case, they looked very happy, and I didn't normally. Uh, the stereotype was I, I wasn't used to looking at jazz musicians who were happy, and I was immediately caught visually and sonically. And I just stood up front and stared at them. And Joss, who was the drummer, had a great demeanor, and he immediately arrested my attention. And we started an immediate conversation talking about. Wayne Shorter. We talk about speak no evil. Speak no evil. I'll say, let me interrupt you here, Please. Right, it, which is hard to do, but I'm going <laughs> to just tell you, you know, I got to ask, on this radio station, I got to ask Joe Henderson a question once, and I said, wow. what was it? Talk about Kenny Dorham. And he said, when I met Kenny Dorham, I knew I had met a friend. That's how I felt when I met Art Wheeler. And we talked about a lot of different kinds of music, and we just agreed about everything. It was yes. quite a thrilling conversation. It was, and we decided that, uh, although this is a parlor game, Kind of Blue was often reasoned as the most popular jazz album. We talked about how there were many albums like that. Yes. And we started ticking off the albums, and that's what we were... And then when we said Speak No Evil by Wayne Shorter... Speak No Evil, The Bridge, we mentioned. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. I think, uh, on any given day, I think that's... The, if I had to send music to outer space, I could send Speak No Evil as a representation sure. by Wayne. Unbelievable. So would you all now like... Agree. Yes, thank you. I, I wanted would, to ask a, a couple more there. Sure. Uh, I, I wouldn't mind asking the same thing of Pete Sparr. Oh. How we met? Oh. Yeah. Oh, this is so, fabulous. And I'm asking Pete now, Art. <laughs> okay. Well, this goes back. This is a little bit of, of Charlottesville music history. Art and I first met at a rehearsal for a band that not too many of your listeners probably still remember called The Sitting Ducks. And Art was our new keyboard player. And it was a great time we had for about two months. And we left Art sitting at White's truck stop pretty much with his face and a plate of cream chip beef on toast. <laughs> he made it back somehow, but uh, I, he, we never performed again uh, as sitting ducks together. But we've performed uh, a few times since then. Right. And we, we definitely hit it off. Yes. And have been the greatest friends. I don't know that we've got a mic for... Mr. Kessler there. Do you want to share with us how... Art, Art just spoke so highly of Steve. It was truly amazing. Art claims Steve Kessler is a better piano player than Art Wheeler, and I never hear him say well, that. Well, Art says a lot of things, but, you know, actually I was... Uh, Art replaced me with the sitting ducks in that rehearsal. But I'll, I, think I'll let Art, I think I'll let Art explain. <laughs> he has a better memory than I do for these things. All right. I was 14 years old in a band... And I went to the Jolly Roger in Norfolk. And that was a little popular place at the time. A lot of sailors would go there to drink, and somehow I managed to squeeze my way in there underage. 
and Steve was in a band. Was it called Spice? Yes, And uh, he he was fourteen, and he was playing keyboard, and I was fiddling with the keyboard at the time, but certainly didn't have any uh, any significant uh, dexterity or knowledge. In any case, Steve was playing at an incredible, legitimate, virtuosic level. And I don't mean for being 14. I mean it was real music. And I was so overwhelmed and so knocked out. And I mean every word of this. I'm not exaggerating a whit. That I was truly inspired. When people talk about the muses speaking to them and, and having a voice inside, I was spoken to. And I went home and I started then to practice. And... I didn't see Steve for a long time, but once in a while I would hear his name because I was living in Charlottesville and he was living in Richmond. I would just keep hearing the name once in a while and it just kept inspiring me to copy, 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 copy Oscar Peterson, copy Chickory, copy Art Tatum, etc. And then I heard him play at, uh, was it the Bearded Brothers, Steve? Bearded Brothers in Richmond. And uh, again, I was overwhelmed with his improvisational skills, just to play freely anything. And I went home and I just kept practicing. He was a true hero. I'm not exaggerating a whit. Then John, some years ago, was looking for a pianist. This is many years ago. And he was asking me maybe if I would be interested in joining the group. And I said, no, I knew the guy you need to get. And that was Steve Kessler. And Steve started working with him for a long time. And all I want to say is he inspired me to be where I am right now without question. Awesome. Just, nice. It's the truth. Just an awesome group of musicians here, and, and I'd love to hear you play something live that you may have planned or you may not have planned, but, you know, with the improv that you guys can do, I think you guys could pull off anything. Okay. Sure. Would you want? <laughs> I'd love to have you do it with us. Is there any way? Live, 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 bird? No, do it with you. Oh, okay. oh you mean piano? No, no, no. Oh, on harp. No, you play piano. Okay. Okay. Beautiful love? Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> good to be. All right. Well, Kate, uh, you know, we have a... Uh, Beautiful yeah. What is it? You're listening to the Sound Choice in Central Virginia, WTJU Charlottesville. I'm probably talking really loud. Hey, do you want to start it, Steve? Just start and let the bass start. Yeah. How do we start together? All right, we'll start together. Okay, here we go. Blackbird. No, no, Beautiful Love. Oh, okay. No wonder. You want to start it? You want to start? Okay. Let's do play the same tune. Set us up.
amazing stuff right here in the WTJU live studio. Steve Kessler, John Durth, Pete Spar, and Susie Fisher right here on The Sound Choice. We're back live in the air studio right now. We've got Art sitting down as they're breaking up. Now, Steve Kessler's going to come back on and do us a little uh, amazing show of virtuosity as we go into a little bit of the polyphony epiphany. But before that, did you have something you wanted to say about tonight at Miller's? For yes, quick, John Durth with his sextet is playing tonight with Susie Fisher on alto and J.C. Cool. What oh, a, I love J.C. What a fabulous surname. He's playing on tenor, so oh. it should be a great group. And Pete Spar will be there as well at Miller's tonight. Some of those in the early days of Folk and Beyond remember J.C. from Agents of Good Roots, a band that was, you know, too smart. Yep. Their, their music was just too smart. People, yep. people couldn't do it in the masses. Exactly. So, Art, we're going to go here into one of the Aesop's fables, and I've got queued up the goose that laid the golden egg. But would you tell us real briefly before we go into this, you did the composition, Paul Reisler and Tom Paxton did I, the narration and on the piece that was performed, or but you do the narration and... I you, do the narration. You tell us on what this... They wrote the, I call it the libretto, they wrote the words, and uh, we did this initially as a... Um, just a forerunner. So I decided I would try to be all the cartoon characters that I inherited as a kid. So I give it <laughs> and <laughs> that kind of stuff. <laughs> you can do everything, Art Wheeler. <laughs> well, I watched a lot of TV and a lot of cartoons. So here's from the cartoon brain of Art Wheeler. <laughs> we have the goose that laid the golden egg as we get ready for our climax, Georgia. Yes. All right, here we go. The goose that laid the golden egg. Just about time. Now I'm Zeus, making my fortune from my goose. How do you like it? Is it nice? Oh, what a pity that it can't be twice. What a pity that it can't be twice. Like it, I love it, but never think you're done. I'm going to make my fortune, Goose. Now lay another one. Once a day, a golden egg I'll lay, and it's all for you, my master, but it's only once a day, once a day. One a day. <laughs> One a day. What's this foolish thing you say? Now you admit that I'm your master. Now I command you to work faster. One a day. What's this crazy thing you say? If you don't get busy trying, you might find that you are dying. One a day. That's the only way I'll pay. And if you can't wait to 
tomorrow I see nothing then but sorrow. Listen there, Goosey. You'd better agree those golden eggs belong to me. Now let's see what you've been hiding in there. The goose that laid the golden egg from Aesop's fables. All right, Art, next up, we're going to do this cool thing. This is a lady that was your, a young lady. I think she's is, 11 years old in this forthcoming performance. Sam Scott, Samantha Scott. How old is she now? 12 or 13. Oh, so this is recent. A uh, year ago. That's what I'm trying to year, like you're not 18 on the recording. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> uh, no, this was, uh, I think, a little more than a year ago at Old Cabell Hall. I was asked to accompany the women's choir in a tune and then do three numbers, I believe it was, with the young, precocious Samantha Scott. Okay, and this is the... We're going to lead into the polyphony epiphany with this. This is... She's singing... Georgia. And then what we're going to do here is... Art's got some of the 1,107 variations from C to A minor that comes from this tune. Right. And after we hear Samantha Scott do her version of Georgia... With my accompaniment. With Art's accompaniment. Right. We're going to go to kind of a live and recorded thing where we're going to play one of Art's two-measure... Well, Steve will play... This is how it works. I chose the song Georgia because it uses this movement, but this movement is in most tunes. Okay, so Steve will play the first measure of Georgia, two, three, four. Then the next measure, Georgia, two, three, four. That will be one of my um, extracts from the Polyphony Epiphany. So he's going to make up He's going to alternate improv. Yeah, he's going li- to improvise live, five, 15, 20, however much time we have. He's going to improvise that first measure, however he wants to play it, C, for one measure. Then we'll follow it up with one of mine to see if it works, how musical, logical, and exciting it might be to have two pianists do it from two different perspectives. I hope your recording's in tune. (laughs) Leave the comedy to me, for Pete's sake. (laughs) All right, and then we're going to leave some room for him at the end to play it all. Yes, I wanted to let him climax the show uh, since he inspired me to be here where I am today, and I really mean that heartfully and intellectually. 
I'd like him to play his version from beginning to end. And here's Sam Scott. At Old Cabell Hall. Thank you. 
Kessler Live. he plays all 88 keys at once. And now live, Mr. Steve Kessler.
Steve Kessler performing Hoagy Carmichael's Georgia. Thanks so much to all the musicians. Steve Kessler, Art Wheeler, the incomparable Art Wheeler, Pete Spar, John Durth, and Susie Fisher. You've been listening to Folk and Beyond. I'm Air Steven. I'll be back next week. And until then, you're just going to have to keep rocking that boat without me. The Charlottesville Enigma, Art Wheeler. Folk and Beyond with Air Stephen for a journey into contemporary folk music from all over the planet.